guys. Welcome to episode 58 of the Kenny For Your Thoughts podcast. The podcast where Brandon Brown played a game of exploding kittens and decided to attack me for no reason. For no, no. reason. He attacked me. <laughs> It was, a, it was a game of friendship. Wow. We were playing about eight of us, and then Brandon decides, you know what? Screw this guy. Brandon. That's not how no it went loyalty. down. No loyalty. That is not how it went down at all. What was, was really dirty about it was that my turn was coming up, uh-huh. and I knew I couldn't trust the host of the show. <laughs> so if anyone has a game of if, if anyone hasn't played Exploding Kittens, uh, Exploding Kittens, I can't even say it. Say that five times fast. Uh, basically, it's a game where, uh, I don't know, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, Brandon. It's like a card game. Um, basically, if you get an Exploding Kitten, you have to have a detonate card and be able to explode it. And that way, uh, you're, you know, you don't get screwed or you're out of the game. Well, there's parts where, um, to make a long story short, there's parts where you can kind of screw your friends. Like, you can, can kind of count how many people there are. And you can kind of put the exploding kitten card, uh, you know, let's say Brandon's uh, three people away from me. I put it, you know, third card down so that he has to pick it. But he accuses me. He accuses me of putting <laughs> a card to get him. And then he hits that, a reverse. That is now, look, exactly it was it was happenstance. No, it was happenstance. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon was going to get the exploding kitten card, unbeknownst to me. Unbeknownst right. to me, he wow. was going to get that card. And then all of a sudden... You know, he hits a reverse card because he doesn't trust me. And then I pick it up and an exploding kitten. And then I, I got out of the game. And I had to sit there crying <laughs> the rest of the night. It was really heartbreaking, I, actually. Really? I couldn't trust my own host of the show. I mean, there was a guy before me he could have left the exploding kitten for. But <laughs> he strategically placed it to screw me out of the look, game look. early. I put the exploding kitten at the, at the <laughs> bottom of the deck. There just so happened, there's like eight of them. There's like eight of them. And it just so happened that Brandon picked up an exponent kitten. But the whole point was, there was a lot of trust broken at that time. Like, Brandon Brandon didn't trust me, and it, it was really upsetting. That's really what it is. Brandon, you know what happens on this podcast, on the video yeah. version, when people lie? They get, yeah. like, really tiny. They get, like, wow. really tiny. On the, on the... Is that what it is? Yeah. It's like, I doubt it. I, it's a great game, but it does sort of test it, it tests loyalty, right? And, right. and Brandon it's failed, like... and Brandon failed miserably. <laughs> I, failed. <laughs> I can't believe it, man! It's like somebody you know you've known this guy, you know, what, <laughs> ten plus years. And you're just like, oh, you know, I think I can trust this guy. Could form a little alliance, make it to the end, but now stabbed in the back. Whatever, Brandon. Whatever, Brandon. I don't. I don't even. I don't even know why you're on this podcast episode. I was. I. I was so hurt by what happened. But let's tell everybody what we're going to discuss on this podcast episode. Let's get to the nitty gritty. I think the elephant in the room. Uh, we'll probably start off with the elephant in the room, which is. Uh, I definitely want to talk about the Mara Ronaldo situation. Uh, Corey Graves. Uh, you know the comments that Corey Graves made to Mara Ronaldo that uh, Mara Ronaldo is not on NXT currently, uh, and we don't know when he's coming back. So, um, kind of, this is, that's kind of what happened to me with the exploding kitten stuff. You know, it, it, <laughs> it hurt me and uh, I know, we didn't know he was going to get back to the game. I didn't know if I'd do this podcast. We, we almost didn't do it. We didn't, we were supposed to do it Thursday, but Brandon was yeah. just like, uh, I'd rather spend time with my family. You prick. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> you can always spend time with your family. Second of all, you don't have to talk to me like that. Like, I don't, I don't understand why, he, why he talks to me like that. It's just really, it's just really upsetting. 
Oh man, family stuff. Speaking of which, we might also get into uh, sex robots and whether they should have human rights. So that might be a topic we, of discussion. This was not uh, something we discussed before we went on air. <laughs> why? Why would we? Why would we be discussing sex yeah. robots, Brandon? <laughs> it's another hot button issue. Oh, you know what? Uh, we should also. I don't know if you heard the post stuff with uh, Cornette. <laughs> oh, goddamn, pal! Uh, about so- no, I didn't hear yeah. any. I didn't hear anything of it, pal. <laughs> Dude, it wasn't his fault, man. They could have edited that stuff out. And, and so, so, so he yeah, was set a little up, sidebar, and, and little sidebar, little sidebar. Yes, uh, we didn't say that, but Dave Lagana, uh, you know, the the editor producer for NWA Power, uh, he doesn't get a little bit of the blame. He he needs to get a little bit of the blame there because you know this is a pre-taped show. You know, this is not a live show like with me and Brandon where I can't edit out things like him talking about sex robots. Uh, this is a <laughs> tape show where, you know, that, when that line happened, when he's the bucket of fried chicken across Ethiopia line, the controversial line, they could have edited that out. So th- that one I will give that one I will give Jim Cornette. They could have edited that out. That, but, but, to, but to say, hey, you could have edited out my racism is not that much better. <laughs> Well, look, I, I, I want to say in all fairness, you know, when it was said at the time, nobody really reacted to it. It wasn't until, you know, after the fact, you know, some hurt person, you know, got it twinned on Twitter, like, oh, my God, look at this. And then they blow it out of proportion. So the you, people that edited the show right. probably heard it and didn't give a crap. And you're, was like, you're oh, half yeah, right. whatever. Well, you, you know, it's not like they go back and I'm, a lot of the times I'm not going back and watching the hour long episode <laughs> to see, hey, what did Brandon, <laughs> what what nonsense <laughs> did Brandon say that's going to get get us kicked off air, right. which I probably should do because it's affecting our sponsorships. <laughs> um, yeah. we, we've had five sponsors quit on us because they were like, I don't need to be associated <laughs> with, with Brandon. Uh, <laughs> and look, yes, and, and Russell Marvel yeah. for three three three, your biggest fan, has joined us, and he's saying, yeah. "How would you know the difference, Brandon? You were defending him last week. <laughs> he's still right. defending I, him. I, I, yeah, oh, I don't hey, think what he said was that. Big you know, of I just deal. realized my coffee cup is like we can see through it. <laughs> it's oh, that's so awesome. Weird. So this is a Simpsons <laughs> cup. So it's like cool. bright yellow. Uh, if you're looking at the video version, if you're not looking at the video version, please jump on YouTube.com/slash Kenny for your thoughts. We're so close to 1,000 subscribers, by the way. We were at 928, so we're getting there. We're getting there, getting there, getting there. But anyway, nice. so yes, so my cup is transparent. But Brandon, let's get back into yeah. the topics at hand. So we're going to talk What's about that? the Mar Ronaldo, uh, the, the Mar- I was going to say CM Punk, Mar Ronaldo, Corey Graves <laughs> situation. Definitely want to talk about CM Punk and Seth Rollins and definitely about the t- Seth Rollins turn and heel kind of thing going on. I don't know if he's actually turned yeah. heel, but they're teasing it. Uh, we're definitely going to do one minute of Brandon trivia. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Are we going to talk about, I want to talk about Dakota Kai's heel turn. Uh, definitely want to talk about that. I thought that was handled well. Uh, we're going to talk about Dana Brooke and Batista and the latest developments. Whoa, what's going on with well, we'll leave it. We'll leave Is it for he going the podcast. In? He's going in, buddy. All right. Um, All right, let's. I gotta find out about this. And then we will talk about casual racism with Jr. and Emi Sakura. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? What did he say about Emi Sakura? That was that was bad. Hi, Brandon. Come Brandon. on. Okay, Brandon. What do you want to start with? You want to start hot and heavy, or do you want to start? Yeah. What, what do we start with? Let's let's get hot and heavy. Let's let's get into it. Maranello crying like a little punk boy. Wow, taking his ball. That's your that, so home. that's so 
I thought I was going to be assuming... controversial. I, I thought I was going to be controversial, but holy crap. So you think Mauro Ronaldo's being a little little boy about this? What did you just say? I think he's, I think he's punk boiler right now. Wow. I mean, unless this is all just like some scheduling conflict with his other announcing gigs or something. And they've blown this up out of port. I mean, I don't, I really don't get it. I mean, I mean, he's good. He's really good at what he does. He's I damn good. Him. I love Mauro. But it's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he gets you hype for for the show. Uh, I, like I think, like an announcer show. I think. Tampa uh, squeezing the, guy, the yeah. eyes. He doesn't yeah. care. Like you ever look at Mauro Ronaldo yeah. like, when they show the video footage? He's literally like just like shaking <laughs> and stuff. It's like he's so passionate, and I can, I can never take right. that away from Mauro Ronaldo. He's, um, one of the best, if not the best announcer WWE has. Maybe second yeah. only to, and going to be controversial when I say it, but Corey Graves. Uh, I think Corey Graves <laughs> is just a natural talker. Um, now, And that's the problem I have, right? So yeah. get it, guys. If you read things on paper and if you don't understand the situation, I think this is very cut and dry for you. Brandon, why are you blurry all of a sudden? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> the, the, the government the government has censored brandon brandon is they no longer allowed me. look brandon says a controversial opinion he is now blurry <laughs> on the podcast Tell me off. <laughs> wow but anyway so here here's my my, my, my takes are too hot for this, this show this is the thing and i've said it before i'll say it again this is my podcast i'm not meant to be pc i know i'm on twitter i know i'm gonna get some heat from what i'm about to say but i need to give you my opinion. This is my opinion, and strictly my opinion. Maybe Brandon's apparently, because Brandon has a similar, <laughs> but a lot more controversial take. So my thing on on this is that okay, let's let's you know tell you what's up with Mar Ronaldo in general. Uh, he calls himself the bipolar rock and roller, so he does suffer from from mood swings, e- emotional swings in that sense. I, I've I've had bipolar friends. You know, one minute, um, you know, they can be happy as hell. And then the next minute, you know, you bring up something uh, that you would normally be minuscule, but because uh, they are bipolar, you know, something happens where it kind of takes them all the way down. It's 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 extreme emotions. So, you know, that's why Mauro Ronaldo could be the best commentator in the business because he's so excited, so amped. That's one extreme. But the other extreme of that is that Mauro Ronaldo could take his ball and go home and not show up on NXT for a couple weeks. I'm not saying that against him. I'm not saying that, you know, well, Mauro Ronaldo needs to, you know, needs to be better. I get it. I get it. Someone like me, especially, I make harsh jokes. I- I'm sure you all listen to this podcast. If Brandon I mean, you was... You hear the abuse I take. Right. <laughs> but if Brandon was bipolar, you know, I would probably tone myself down a little bit because I'd, I'd have to understand that, you know, he he might not be able to handle that as much or understand that even though, you know, something to, to something to uh, with me. The more I down you... You know, and the more I, I joke with you like that, the more I like you, because like in all seriousness, I wouldn't if I didn't like you legitimately, I wouldn't I wouldn't even talk about you. Uh, so all my friends suffer from that a little bit of abuse. You know, the joking, the joking friends thing. you know, you all know who have have your really close friends. You know what I'm talking about? It's like you almost sit there and go, why are they even friends? Um, now, that being said, um, the controversial thing on the on the Internet is that um, there's reports that Corey Graves is perceived as the victim of this situation. And people are already downing Corey Graves, and they're like, no, F Corey Graves, he's a bully, he's a jackass, he's an asshole, he shouldn't have said all of this, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's very, really biased, guys. I think it's really biased. I get it. 
Mauro, I, I, it sucks that Mauro Ronaldo's in this situation, and, and I feel for Mauro Ronaldo. And Mauro Ronaldo, if you were listening to this podcast, I would look you in the eyes and I would say, I wish the best for you, man. I want you to come back. You're one of the best in the business. Please come back and join us. Like NXT does not feel the same without you, okay? That being said, who didn't see shit like this coming from Corey Graves? I'm sorry, was, has Corey Graves always been a strict man? Has Corey Graves always been a, a guy who he just sits back and, and allows things to happen? Or is he a guy that stirs the pot? Corey Graves' character is Corey Graves' character is to stir the pot. He's a heel announcer. From one heel announcer, because I, I, a heel commentator, I should say. From one heel commentator, because I'm a heel commentator for Knockout Wrestling, to another... I've literally prepped the boys and, and, and stuff and said, look, I don't, I don't have a personal problem with you, but my job is to, on the commentary, is to not like you, while the babyface is to, uh, babyface's job is to build you up. Not that Brandon does it, but, you know, he's supposed to. <laughs> so, let's, let's take ourselves out of this situation, and let's, let's get a full grasp of the situation, okay? NXT, now that we know especially... This is post-Survivor Series. We know that NXT was supposed to win Survivor Series. NXT was going to be the dominant brand in Survivor Series, okay? It makes sense for the other brands to try to attack NXT if the end result is that NXT is going to win and overcome. It makes sense to be dicks to them. The thing is with Corey Graves, Corey Graves is a commentator. It doesn't make sense if Corey Graves says, Tommaso Ciampo's a, you know, I hate Tommaso Ciampo, blah, blah, blah. Who's he supposed to attack? The commentators, because he is a commentator himself. So the best thing to do is for your SmackDown commentator to attack your NXT commentator because your NXT commentators, or your NXT brand, I should say, is going to win. So who are you going to attack? Beth Phoenix? No. Don't uh, Nigel McGuinness? No. Go for the best commentator out of the three. And that's no offense to Beth Phoenix and, and, and Nigel McGuinness. They're great. Go for the best. Go for Mara Ronaldo. The issue is that Mauro Ronaldo, again, and I'm not faulting him for this. This is a, a part of his, you know, bipolar mindset. The, the, the problem is Mauro took that very personally because the comments were that Corey Graves basically said, hey, you wouldn't know there were two other commentators there, do you? That's Mauro Ronaldo's <laughs> shtick is that he talks a lot. Just like this podcast, you can criticize me and say, Kenny, do you let Brandon talk ever? Brandon hasn't talked for about five minutes. You're yeah. welcome. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, I probably and- should. <laughs> But seriously, I mean, it, the reason he said that is because you got to kind of be a little realistic, but you got to, you know, you got to kind of poke the bear a little bit. It wouldn't have made sense if you said, if he just said, Morrow, you suck. He's got to say something like, Morrow, hey, you wouldn't know there's two other commentators because you're talking so much. And Morrow was supposed <laughs> to take this, you know, supposed to take this a little tongue-in-cheek. I don't blame necessarily Corey Graves for this. What I do blame Corey Graves for is the fact that he should have known that Mauro Ronaldo could have, could have responded like this. Now, Corey Graves has admitted that he's learning and growing. Corey Graves should have known that he's dealing with someone with bipolar depression. He should have known that maybe Mauro Ronaldo wasn't the best person to attack. Maybe he should have attacked Nigel McGuinness. Maybe he should have attacked Beth Phoenix. Because at least... Then they could have had a little bit of like, especially Beth Phoenix. I know her and Edge have done like little Twitter battles with people in the past. Maybe Beth Phoenix would have responded like with something like, hey, Corey Graves, hey, at least I had a good in-ring career or something. What'd you do? You just have, you know, so, so you see what I'm saying? Like she could have bounced something back that was a little bit harsh. And then Corey Graves would have responded in kind. Knowing that Mauro Ronaldo 
would might have responded the way he did, uh, I think Corey Graves was irresponsible. I don't think he's the victim, but like I said, I think he was irresponsible to do this. I'm sure he's reached well, out. Go ahead. Good. Well, like you're saying, like if it was sort of part of an angle, you think, like was was Graves sort of told to say something like this? And in that I doubt case, it. like how would he have known? I doubt it. I I I I would think Corey Graves, with as good as he is, I think he's a person that has creative freedom and probably stirs the pot on his own in social media. I God knows Seth Rollins wasn't told to tweet some of the things that he tweeted. <laughs> um, Anyway. So look, so look, so so Graves, right? He's just he he's trying to further, you know, an angle for the storyline, right? right. For the as, a heel, thing. as a heel, as a heel, maybe you. he's trying to, yeah, drum up a little controversy for his podcast. Correct. No harm in that, right? Correct. And then you have another guy who, you know, he's he's the best. He's one of the best. But right. That's why, and that's you know, why he went after him. In my opinion, right? You know, it, it wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have made sense for Corey Graves to go after uh, Jerry the King Lawler. You know, it, it because Raw and SmackDown were ultimately going to, you know, fail at Survivor Series. The brand that you're trying to bring up is NXT. So he's a promoter. You know what I mean? Corey Graves is a businessman at heart. He knows. He knows. Let's go after the best brand. He knew. Here's the thing. I think in my heart of hearts, you know, and he can't admit to this, but we can say it on this podcast. I think Corey Graves knew that people would be defending Mar Ronaldo. I think people knew that, that or Corey Graves knew that people would be like, pissed off at him and then say no screw you Mauro Nalo is the greatest in the business you suck he knew that would happen okay and he wanted that to happen but anyway let me let me read this comment that Andy Martin uh, has sent to us um, it's, it says I know people that worked in TV with Mauro up here in Canada and have been uh, oh, cut off there and have been told he's not the easiest guy to work with because of stuff like this and I and I can understand that I can understand that he probably isn't the best guy, and that's not not a knock against him, but it's, it's again, he's a little, uh, and I don't know how to say it without sounding like I'm being a dick, but, like, he's a little sensitive in terms of emotions. Um, this And this is why, you know, we'll go all the way back to the JBL stuff. Uh, you know my take on that, Brandon. We didn't have a podcast at the time, but I said I don't think JBL probably intended that to be as bad as he did. Now, JBL has a reputation as a legitimate bully. This is the problem. I think people are confusing. <laughs> JBL has, a, has, a, has a, a reputation that if there was a guy who had a problem, JBL and Farouk or Ron Simmons would come in and they would be bullies to that guy and they'd run them out the company. JBL has that reputation. But JBL also has the reputation for being one of the funniest guys in the locker room because he's kind of like me. He's kind of like Brandon. Like, we, we say some harsh jokes. But he also has a reputation as being one of the most caring as well. If you hear stories about him and Eddie Guerrero's friendship, even though he, on TV, remember, he was talking bad about Mexicans. He was t saying, like, get your ass back across the border. This, this, like, really harsh things, okay? But he talks about Eddie Guerrero you know, and you start calling him like a midget and stuff like that. Remember, JBL's like 6'6", six, six, Eddie Guerrero's like 5'8". Yeah. But backstage, he talks about Eddie being one of his best friends, how Eddie looked out for him, how Eddie was, you know, one of the greatest in the business. So you got to not get into the character sometimes. You got to understand that, like, yeah, I know JBL has a reputation for being a bully and, and, and stuff like that. But no, JBL, I've always heard nice things about JBL. Now, that being said, again, he should have been cognizant of the fact that Mauro Ronaldo has bipolar depression. JBL probably went up to him and said, Mauro, 
Marl, you you did it. Like he probably just hit a harsh joke on him. He's like, he's like, what what you doing, you son of a bitch? You know what I mean? And just like in that in that southern Texas, you know, way JBL talks. And you know, Marl probably didn't take that as well. And again, JBL should have been cognizant of his audience and, and understand that you know that that shouldn't happen. To his credit, you know, and WWE's credit, they kind of distanced JBL a- after that, and then they put Morrow in NXT where they felt like he would be safe. Now we have a situation right. where it's kind of arisen again, and, and and that's why I say, you know, can we have true heels in the business now? That it's it's, it's, gonna it's be, right, so seriously, right, and forget Morrow Ronaldo, but I'm talking about your your Twitter crowd was instant, instantly jumped down Corey Graves' throat, instantly jumped down JBL's throats, as if you were there, as if you instantly understand. jumped down Jim Cornette's throat. Jim Cornette's a little different. This is the thing. I don't. This is the thing. This this is this is what bothers me about fans like you, because you're so quick to pair. Like th- this is the problem. Because I'm saying what I'm saying about JBL, and I'm saying what I'm saying about Corey Graves. You're gonna make it seem like I'm saying Jim Cornette's okay with what he said. So no, so just because I say that doesn't mean all three of these things are the exact same thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, as I've said before, live on air, Jim Cornette saying that statement where it furthered nobody, he should have thought twice before saying that. So I'm critical of, of, of Jim Cornette for that. Now, if he was a heel manager in the 80s, cool, I don't care. You know, but I've said that before. I said that on last week's episode, but come on now. He, he <laughs> needs to understand. You see, look, yes, yes. The, the chat says Brandon's oh, racism is different. Yes, <laughs> it's true. Thank you. <laughs> Hey, but let me know. No. Let me know. If you're listening to this after the fact, you're not on our live chat, let me know what you think. Do you think I'm wrong? Go ahead on our Twitter. At me. Get in the conversation. I want to know what you think about this JBL. Uh, the JBL, you hear me? This Corey Graves and Mar Ronaldo situation. Am I wrong? Do you think I'm wrong on this? I'm okay with you saying I'm wrong. It means that you're wrong and I'm right, but, you know, I'm okay with it. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, get in on, no. the, on the conversation. Change my mind. I'm always open right. to that. Now, as, as good as, you know, we both agree, I think everybody agrees, as Ronaldo, as Ronaldo is, what he right. does, is he sort of worth right. keeping around? That's a good question. If he's going to, like, you never know when he's just going to be like, oh, I don't feel good about this and just take, you know, a couple weeks off. Like, is that even fair to the WWE at that so, point? Okay, so let's take ourselves out of, of, of the personal views because i my personal view is mar ronaldo is an asset my personal view is that i love mar ronaldo and nxt but i want to look at this from the business aspect uh it's kind of bad that you have a situation where your lead announcer all of a sudden is gone when nxt's brand the nxt brand is the hottest it's ever been they beat ron smackdown and kayfabe this is the brand now. They had a celebration. The ratings are going up, ratings are going to, up yeah, and yeah. then your lead announcer leaves. It's kind of like, is that is that worth it? Is that worth that situation? As good as he is, kind of like you're saying, it's like I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think if Morrow wasn't as good as he was, I think they would have let him go. And I think uh, if the public public backlash, because people I don't think understand the situation, uh, if the fallout would wouldn't be so bad for them letting Morrow go. I think they would. Uh, kudos to Triple H for being understanding. I think it's Triple H that probably has a hold of his, you know, his future, not Vince McMahon. Um, kudos to him for being understanding. Triple H, I think, is, is one of those guys who um, really, really, you know, I don't want to say take shit, but um, I think he's a lot more forgiving than a Vince McMahon would be. Um, 
I don't know, man. See, I'm I'm a little more ruthless in the business sense. Like if I were if I were them, I'd be like, all right, see ya. At least one more, you know, one more time after this, you know what I mean? Like, right. but I, I don't know, man. Did you know, we don't, again, we don't know the backstage, the backstage situation. Did someone reach out tomorrow? Did someone say, look, Corey Graves was just hitting you with a, you know, he's trying to be heel in the situation. Um, you know, and then Mar- did Mara just ghost them or did Mara say, like, I understand, but my emotions are still tapped into what happened, you know, because for all I know, Mara said, you know, look, I get it. I get it now, but. I'm still on that down because of it, because of how I initially reacted. And then, uh, may I please have some time? If he handled it like that, cool. If he just ghosted them and didn't talk to anybody, maybe not. Maybe we shouldn't have him. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is just an unfortunate, like to sum it all up, this is just an unfortunate situation. Um, I don't put blame on Corey Graves. I don't put blame on Mara Ronaldo. I'm not sitting there trying to point fingers. Um, I just think it's a situation that could have been handled a little bit better. And Corey Graves now knows for the future that there are one or two people that maybe he shouldn't poke at, you know, but uh, I, just I so I want to hear from Byron Saxon, Byron Saxon is Corey Graves. Right. A bully. Dude, Boris, I was going to say Byron Saxon taking so much shit up from everybody. <laughs> uh, and poor Byron. And then he got kicked off a of commentary. <laughs> Wait, he's, he's done it. Keep the commentary. <laughs> he's done. When, when have you seen Byron Saxton oh, on commentary? No, think about was, it. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about it. That is, I haven't seen him. Crap. For oh, some reason, God. I just thought he was there, but he was just sort of like that guy that sort of, sort of just blended in. Sort of uh, like me. But no, sort no, I guess of he's like gone. you. That's, like. that's the problem. <laughs> that's exactly the problem. Brandon, I'm going to. I want to show a tweet and uh, show this. <laughs> if you're not watching the video version, this is the time to tune in because you're going to want to see this. All right. So let's, tra- read let's transition here. All right. So it's a preview. <laughs> it's a preview of a Kenny for your thoughts, wrestling podcast, Christmas postcards. Uh, was supposed to say sneak, sneak peek from Brandon and I, but apparently I don't know how to spell because I had just woken up. <laughs> Um, so Brandon, we are taking pictures like this for our, uh, <laughs> wow, come on. But I call uh, I call front. Come on. I call front because uh, I don't I don't want to be the one in the back having to sniff the ass. Wow. Yeah. If you're, if what you're... was? Who <laughs> <laughs> is this? This is for format time, so you're gonna have to. I don't know what this is from. Of... I just I Mojo Raleigh posted it. I'd seen it before, and I was just like, let me just let me just tweet this out. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It's like, is this a wrestling thing or is this just like an the old chat? The chat is losing it right now. <laughs> what are they saying? Whatever. Just, uh, just laughing, crying emojis. <laughs> Does anybody know who they are? Yes. Can we find these people? Can we interview them for the podcast? Do yeah, you still love each other enough to yeah, put your your face in each other's asses? Yeah. Um. You. I. I don't know how to transition back to what I wanted to transition <laughs> to, be- without it like sounding bad. But well, like speaking of NXT, because we we're talking about NXT. Um, I want to give. <laughs> Wait, that, they were doing do... this on NXT. No, uh. I want to give a heartfelt congratulations to Josiah Williams, uh, uh-huh. because he opened up NXT. The first face that you see on NXT uh, after Survivor Series is Josiah going. We went to Survivor Series and we beat the brakes off of Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and I told Brandon, I said, look. You know, at this point, we have a. Uh, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say we're friends. Like I don't want to say we're like. Oh, it's like we're cozy with Josiah. But you know, we do. I do talk to him every now and then. And uh, you know, what was our episode called last week? It was called NXT beats the brakes off of AEW. And right. so he follows us on on Twitter. And my 
uh, conspiracy theory, I guess, is, is, is the best way to say it, is that did did Josiah see the name of our episode? You know, not, I know. OK, look, my disclaimer is that I know beat the brakes is a nor- is a term that's popular. So it, I could be wrong, but it's very possible that Josiah in passing saw the name of our episode. It was beat the brakes off of AEW and said NXT beats the brakes off of Raw and SmackDown. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, it's little <laughs> stupid things like that that would be cool. But for the sake of this podcast, and because I'm cocky, Josiah so messaged me. Josiah yeah. messaged me, and you said, hey, can I use the name of that episode, but I want to say Raw and SmackDown instead of AEW. And I said, yeah, of wow. course, man. I said, That's awesome. but you owe me one, pal. Yeah. He owes him something. Or am I just making that up? But okay. <laughs> Back to our Christmas Dude, that was, that was a pretty hype uh, intro there. Oh, dude, see, dude, that was, that was hype. That was so good. That was so good. But speaking, yeah. let, let's let's get into this topic right here, Brandon. I want to do. Yeah. Talk, I do want to talk about the emergence of the <laughs> new. <laughs> did you make this too? I did not make that. I did not. Make oh, okay. That. I was gonna uh, say. <laughs> but yeah, for those in Audio Land, it is uh when Tommy Dreamer posted like Shawn Michaels style with just the title on, but it's the yeah. fiend Bray Wyatt naked, uh, with the <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the new like... fiend title. So, what do you think about the new fiend title? <laughs> I think it's cool, bro. I, I dig it. I'm liking it. And it's worth some moolah, man. People want to buy this thing. Yeah. It's so, worth some scratch. Brandon, no less than, uh, let's, <laughs> this is just all about my, our Twitter page today. So uh-huh. again, if you're not following us on Twitter at Kenny podcast, you're missing out on these tweets. Uh, but yes. So here's me purchasing the title here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It says, I was going to buy four tickets for Front Row at WrestleMania, but I decided to buy the Fiend's custom universal title instead. Also, if anyone wants to buy my car since I can no longer afford it, let me know. (laughs) After tax, this total right here for the the Fiend custom handcrafted title is $7,052.49. Holy crap. Who's buying that replica? Why is this trending right here? It says, hashtag Christmas uses for cum socks. (laughs) <laughs> what in the blue what? hell is going on here? Oh, I'm what done. is happening? I am Christmas. done with Twitter for today. But anyway, back to the feed. Um, I tweeted out when when he entered entered um Bray White introduced the new blue title, uh, the universal title. I said, don't be surprised if the fiend has a new title as well because Bray White was the one that introduced the blue title. I wouldn't be surprised if the fiend has different ideas. Does, so, does, did the eyes light up? Boy, like so your boy was two weeks early uh-huh. and predicted that, as I always do. <laughs> I am more accurate than Brad Shepard, but I just don't go around saying it the way Brad Shepard was. Remember who told you that this would happen? I have been reporting it for weeks, and my sources let me know. No, I just guessed. I just guessed that this would happen, but Brad Shepard would make it seem like like he's telling uh, you like I see my sources back backstage told me that. Yeah, what are you saying, Brandon? This is bothering me, by the way. I'm drinking out of a yellow <laughs> coffee cup, and it's transparent it's on the video version, and it's bothering me. I'm never using this cup again on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I kind I still dig it. I dig that cup. I but like how it sort of disappears when you like go down. Yeah, <laughs> as you were saying, Brandon. Yeah, no, I was wondering if the if like the eyes light up on the thing or something cool like that. Or the uh, mouth moves. That... No, nothing. 
<laughs> it's like Brandon. It just sits there and it just, just stares. Just, just, I'd like to feel it, though. I'd like to touch it just to see how it feels. Well, Brandon, wire me. Okay, listen. Go to Western <laughs> Union. Wire me $10,000 because of the conversion. Yeah. Right. I'll use the money to uh, go ahead. And, you know what I've been watching uh, a lot lately is like, you know, the you know the Indian call centers, like the scammers? Yeah. I've been watching a lot of like the people who are like scamming them back and like taking a hold of their computer and like wiping all this stuff. What? That's yeah. crazy. So there's videos and it's like one of those like vigilante kind of things. And it's like, man, let me know in the chat. I know it's super random, but let me know in the chat. Do you feel like they're criminals or do you feel like that's cool? Like that's cool that they do that because let me let me set up the situation. They'll say, okay, I will take a hold of your computer. I shouldn't, I, I'm going to sound, people are going to accuse me of being racist by doing that <laughs> accent. So let me stop. But they're like, I'm going to take a hold of your computer. Uh, I'm going to uh, just, you know, type your password and this, this, and this. So basically they're going to just scam them out and transfer yeah. all their money out of their bank account kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, so these people will in hold, because it's a remote desktop that they're using. They're connected to each other's computers. So they'll basically connect to their computer and delete all their personal files. <laughs> or in in one video I saw, he did go to Target and buy $3,000 worth of gift cards. <laughs> But then, like, he made the hacker watch as he, like, because he's playing, like, an old lady, and he's like, yeah. oh, you're having a wedding? You're having a wedding? Uh, and then, like, he buys a gift for the person, like, that was worth $3,000. Nice. And the person's like, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't give that! <laughs> like, and he's just, oh, man, it's it, it's really funny. But I think I need to stop watching these videos because they're making me negative. They make me feel negative uh, on, the, on, on people and, and scammers. It just makes, it angries up the blood, you know? Um. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, someone's asking for a review on war games without going too much into it. Uh, the women's war games was one of the best matches uh, I've seen in a while. The men's war games was good. Um, I loved it. I loved war games. I thought I thought it might have been a better pay-per-view than Survivor Series. Um, the one thing I did want to talk about, speaking of war games, was Dakota Kai. Uh, Dakota Kai's heel turn. That is one of the best heel turns I have ever seen. To go to Kai, the, the best thing in the wrestling business is when you have a situation where the heel is completely right. The best heel is the one who's actually right, but just goes about their actions in the wrong way. Kind of like me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But Dakota Kai. He, he gets on me about the toe, but... He compares himself to Dakota Brandon, Kai. We we've had ten episodes where we've heard about no, no less than ten episodes where we've heard about this hoe. I'm just saying, just put it out there. Can you please anyway, go to the doctor? Can you please yeah. get this thing checked out? Because I don't need to hear about it anymore. But anyway, Dakota Kai saying, yes. for weeks was told that she was the weak link. She shouldn't be on the team. Okay, her team kick partner T Tegan Knox was put on Rhea Ripley's team, but they instead they went with Mia Yim. Now, I don't know if this was the plan all along, by the way. This is the good thing about them blurring the, the reality here. Was Mia Yim supposed to be a part of this? Uh, because I think Mia Yim legitimately got injured. From what I heard, again, I'm all speculating because I don't know. I'm not in the business. L Mia Yim legitimately broke some ribs or something on the ladder spot and then had to be replaced. So was it that she was going to kayfabe get injured, but then she really got injured and this was the plan all along? Or was it that they had to hot shot this angle? What happened here? I don't know, and I don't care, because it was executed to perfection. So Mia Yim gets attacked, can't show up to, to war games. Dakota Kai gets put in her place, says, I'm going to take the spot. And then when her pot opens up to be the third member, boom, she takes out her best friend, Tegan Knox. Perfect. Because yeah. in kayfabe, you know what she basically can say? 
Y'all didn't believe in me. Y'all didn't want me on your team. And yet I was the most devastating part of the team. I took you all out. You know, I mean, obviously Rhea Ripley ended up winning, but still. She takes out her best friend. The same thing. You're supposed to have my back. You went on Team Ripley. You didn't even stand up for me. You didn't even say like, hey, bring Dakota on the team. So why? So you're my best friend? I'm supposed to think of you as my best friend? Screw you. The fact that she's carrying around the knee brace, like Tegan Knox's knee brace, as like, you know, almost like a, a hunter who skinned the, skinned the cat carrying around the head kind of thing. Oh, man, it's like, it, it's gnarly. I love it. I love the symbolism behind it. So so are you, you willing to say NXT sort of has the best women's division? NXT arguably out of, out of Ross Smackdown and AEW. Yeah, uh, I I definitely think if I had to compare, uh, you know, I'll, I'll keep it just to NXT and AEW. I think NXT's strong suit has always been the women's division. They've always valued the women's division more than any other company. I had high hopes for AEW, and I still do, but they're they're not executing correctly yet, in my opinion. I think that's their weak point. If they if they have a weak point, I think it's the women's division. Um, you know, you can only you can only uh, have Emi Sakura fight so many times. <laughs> She's killing it, man. Emi, <laughs> are you, are you Emi Sakura? Yeah. Dude, you know who is you know who is awesome? Uh, Chris Statlander, though. You liked her. Yeah, I, you know, it's yeah, funny. I can't I like get that. I can't get on the Chris Statlander like train yet. I know everybody's praising her, but like that's the one thing, man. That's the one like, and I'm fair. I'm fair. I don't have a, a reason to dislike her. Uh, it's not like I'm sitting there going, she's not talented, but I don't see it yet. I would, in, in all fairness, I was the same way with the Dark Order, but now I'm like, oh, the Dark Order is the that's shit. Like I get right, it, right. yeah, I get it. Then so it, it, for him, man. right, it might. <laughs> it was those promos, man. Like yeah. I, I just wanted to become a creeper. <laughs> Brandon, can we get you a creeper mask? Can that be your like gimmick? Um, yeah. So I think you if know, anybody wants to send me one of those gimp masks, <laughs> yeah, can somebody send Brandon a gimp mask? Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, I think I think she's gonna warm up. I'm gonna warm up to her, I should say. But um, as of right now, like I don't I don't see it. Um, but I can see her developing, you know, which is good. Uh, but Emi Sakura, which by the way, I I told Brandon we were watching AEW Dynamite, and I was like, do you have to say it like that? Like, is that a, like a necessary yeah. thing? And I'm half Asian, so <laughs> nobody sit there and call me racist. But then again, Brandon's racist towards his kind too. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so <laughs> like I'm like cat. I'm like it's Emmy Emmy Sakura like but like every time Excalibur says it, it's like Emmy Sakura Sakura. Yeah, so, uh, it really right. really emphasizes it. But then when Jr. says it, uh, yeah, it just comes out racist. <laughs> uh, Wait, now what did Jr. say that <laughs> ruffled your feathers? It's, no, it didn't ruffle my feathers. This, this is the thing, right? I'm fair. I don't say everything is racist. You know, every uh-huh. you go the Twitter trolls, the keyboard warriors of the world. Everything is racist to them. Everything. God forbid you step a toe out of line, a broken Brandon toe out of line. That's um, right. And you, <laughs> Brandon, is your toe broken for real? I don't you know what check, I did get, get that check. But anyway, so I mean, um, Jr. said, um, "Here comes Emmy Sakura. She's one. You know, I don't remember the exact line, but she's like, oh, she's like Freddie Mercury, but she's Oriental. And then he stops and he goes Asian." Female, and uh, it was yeah. When did Oriental become a bad thing to say? Yeah, and that's the thing. Hit me up, Asians in the chat. Like honestly, yeah. is Oriental a bad thing? Because as far as I know, I have family in England. 
I'm going to be blunt. Right. This is why I don't find Oriental. I remember, again, full disclosure, I'm half West Indian, Guyanese, and I'm half Malaysian. So I am I have Asian family. I have Asian family that looks like Emi Sakura. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> right. that, like, I'm not, this is not coming from a place of ignorance. But I never thought of Oriental as like a, 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 a racist term. It's not like the N-word. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, like, okay, bluntly, if someone was like, well, if JR had said, you know, except she's a chink, like, I'd been like, okay, whoa, whoa, JR, like, calm, calm your ass down. But when he said Oriental, Oriental is just a word that was used in America a little bit un- until it was transitioned right. to Asian. Um, now, full disclosure, right. when I've gone to England, and maybe things have changed, but the last time I went to England, they refer to Indian people as Asian. Because remember, right. Asian China or Indian China is like right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, they refer to to Indians as, as Asian, and they refer to Asians as Oriental. Right. So I heard, yeah, I've heard Oriental, but I've never heard Oriental like you Oriental bastard, like with a sense of disdain. I've never heard right. that, and, and that's why I was like, "What the fuck are people getting offended at?" And I'm going to be blunt: it's not even Asian people getting offended. This this goes back to the offended culture of 2019. <laughs> This needs to, when this decade's over in a month, that needs to die with this decade. Because, like, I don't understand why people get offended for other people. I'm Asian. You're offended for me. You're offended for me. I don't need, I don't need you to be fucking offended for me. I'm not offended by JR calling Emi Sakura Oriental. What I'm offended at is you attacking one of the greatest announcers in the wrestling business for every goddamn thing he says. JR can breathe wrong, and someone's like, JR, JR's out of touch. Need to get his ass out of the business. You know who needs to get out of the business? The toxic wrestling fans. Because it's not Vincent Mann that's the problem. It's not JR that's the problem. It's not AEW that's the problem. It's you. It's you. Stop watching the shit if you don't want to watch it. God damn, man. I'm so frustrated. I'm more frustrated over this than the Mauro Ronaldo situation. Because at least I can understand why people are mad. This is the thing. I can understand why people are mad at Corey Graves in the Mauro Ronaldo situation. I can get it. I can, I, I can feel that. Because people, you know, people are not in the situation, but it is, what happened is kind of, you know, it sucks for Morrow. You know, people want to be up in arms for Morrow. I get it. I get it. But why the fuck are you attacking good old JR, man? All he wants to do is sell us some his barbecue sauce and talk about some wrestling. And you're sitting there faulting this man for saying, Jungle Boy, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Here's the thing, JR calls him Jungle Boy Jack Perry. His character is Jungle Boy, his real name is Jack Perry. Don't you think more dollar signs get added to his name by saying that, hey, he's Luke Perry's boy? Yeah. <laughs> more dollar signs get added to his name. He's going to have a bigger name in the business. It's not like JR's trying to, like, people are like, well, I'm confused. Is he Jungle Boy or is he Jungle Boy Jack Perry? If you're that confused, get the fuck off of Twitter, <laughs> open a book, and read something. Educate yourself. Read about civil rights. Rosa Parks is trending Rosa today Parks on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Rosa Parks, for some reason, is trending Wait, on is Twitter. She, is she right underneath the uh, Christmas cum sock? Or how does that work? You know what the worst part is? Yes, she was. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but yes. Uh, and, and if you don't understand what Brandon's saying, when, when we were looking at what was trending today, uh, it was Christmas cum socks, and then right underneath there was Rosa Parks, <laughs> and I'm just... <sighs> Look, I'm not saying uh, that this is not me that caused that. This is what's going on on Twitter today, okay? And then right underneath that is No Nut November. 
No, this is this is what's trending. This is what's trending today. Oh, and then luckily, luckily, World AIDS Day is trending right after that. Oh, fantastic! Oh, this is. Uh, and then right next to that is Nikki Cross saying, "Almost sex pot." There's a clip of her interview being interviewed after SmackDown where she goes, "Almost sex pot." Here, you want to you want to hear? Wow! Here, here. Yeah, I gotta see this. I'm Nucky the I'm a six pole. I'm Nucky the I'm a six pole. I'm Nucky the I'm a six pole. I forget that Brandon can't hear. My computer's about to crash, by the way. My computer's like, what the F are you doing? Why is why is she a sex bot? I gotta I gotta figure out what she's doing. Yeah. Well, let's go into uh, let's go into some other topics before we go off air. We spent a lot of time on Maro Dalo, man, and 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 and, and Emi Sakura, <laughs> the Oriental. Let's talk about the, or, the, or, the We spent a lot of time on the Oriental and the and the Hick. Yeah. Right. Apparently, we we everything's offensive. Well, Hick is kind of offensive. <laughs> Let me not say that. Right? Yeah, isn't that offensive when everybody's like Absolutely. white trash and bread white stuff? Trash, but no, but you see, the problem is if it's white people, they they feel like they could say it. But no, I'm part white too. I'm part of everything. Bro. Yeah. Aren't you me. offended a little bit, Kenny? When you hear that, just a little bit. Just a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, the, have you heard about the whole Dana Brooke Batista situation? <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what's going on here? So, so I don't know what happened, but I think it was uh, w- without getting into the whole spiel. Uh, basically, Batista uh, tweeted out that he was single, and then Dana, Bo- uh, like you know, I don't know what happened, but I'm single again. And then uh, Dana Brooke basically was just like, "Oh yeah." You know, I'm single too kind of thing. And so they've been talking about, like, they've been going back and forth. Like, Batista's like, oh, I have a gym. And then uh, they're like, oh, we should work out. And then, uh, you know, Dana Brooks like, maybe legs day? And they're just like, yeah, it's just, it's getting really flirtatious, you know? It's kind of like watching Brandon order something at the local Burger King, you know? It's just really flirtatious, really disgusting, quite, quite, quite frankly. Right. Uh, And then it was her birthday, and she was talking about, like, getting pictures from Batista, or wanting to get pictures from Batista, and then, like, that, um, she was basically like, oh, it's on, or something like that, talking about, there's, like, a little sunspot right here, it's really weird, see that? That Yeah. Um, but she was talking, yeah, she was talking about, you know, oh, it's on, and then showed that she was texting Batista, so, yes, so, so Dana Brooke and Batista are definitely gonna get the little hanky-panky going. You think it's like a movie thing? Like she's like angling to get in some new movie with him, or, or are they like working out? You know, it's funny. They're probably it's one of two things. It's either one hundred percent true, or they're friends and they want to just troll the internet. It's like it's it, internet. It, it's one of two things. So it, it's it's either one of those. But either way, it, this is the best storyline in the past ten years <laughs> in the history is this of professional than wrestling. This is this is definitely this is better than Chris Statlander. This is better than Rusev <laughs> Rusev Bobby Lashley. Uh, this is better than this is better than uh, Emi Sakura. I mean, <laughs> this is better. I, this is better than Kid Rock's rant about Oprah. <laughs> Wait, what did Kid Rock say about Oprah? <laughs> What was this? Is this recent? Yeah, so Kid Rock, uh, I don't know the exact stuff that he said, but apparently he was on stage. And yeah, uh, yeah let me try to find this. But he, he basically went off on a rant about, a uh, drunken rant about Oprah, and then insisted he wasn't racist as he said it. Uh, so right. we, so, so listen, so listen, <laughs> white people. This is the problem. Listen, white people. Culture. We need to stop talking about black people. This is, this is what you need to do. Stop getting drunk and talking about Things that you shouldn't be talking about. 
Oh, you know what? People should be able to say what they need to say without having to like qualify and be like, oh, and be like, oh, I'm not racist just because of the person they're talking about. It's just I two mean, people. He's chatting. Can't he, two people not he, like each other? He's talking about fuck Oprah and how when you were supposed to go on her show five years ago, they said that they were supposed to write. And, and this is the thing. I know Oprah has an ego. So this is a weird one to me. I agree with him. But again, it's it's not about necessarily what he said. Sometimes it's about the way he went about it and then came across as racist. You know, it's it's the, you got to exercise control because it goes back to the Jordan Miles thing. I said you can be completely right on your situation, but if you go about it wrong, you're done. So Kid Rock basically said, uh, you know, he was supposed to do the Oprah Winfrey show. Yeah. And her people wanted him to write down five reasons that he loved her and her show. And he said, fuck that <laughs> and her and left. But apparently the problem is he's held that in. So now he's coming out in a drunken tirade of talking about fuck Oprah and this and that. And it's like, well, Kid Rock, if you're saying things about a black woman and you're saying derogatory things about her, that's not good. That's not a but good thing. You, the, the first part's correct. If you were like, F her, like I, she has an ego. I have to write five things I love about her. Cool. But say that. Just say that and call it a day. You don't need to attack her in a personal, personal, uh, you know, personal attacks. Or it's funny. The chat was saying you might as well turn this podcast to be a rant podcast. That's what we're doing. <laughs> this is the new format of the podcast. Our opinions. We're not just going to run down <laughs> professional wrestling. You saw professional wrestling. You know what happened. You know that Keith Lee is the greatest thing to happen to professional wrestling this week. Keith, Keith Lee's Lee is a star. The big dog shake this, shook his hand. Yeah, why is everybody on the Keith Lee uh, bandwagon now? What's what's going on? What is Keith Lee doing? What is it about Keith Lee? Hashtag. I'll, I'll say. I'll sum it up by saying this. Hashtag three hundred five live. The man is three hundred plus pounds and moves like a cruiserweight. How can you not see why people like Keith Lee? The man. The man talks like Barry White, yet he moves like Juventud Guerrera. Like mm. there, Keith Lee is something special. If you can't see that, Brandon, something's wrong with you. If you're looking at him at face value, yeah. Keith Lee is definitely in the categories with the Kevin Owens of the world. If you looked at Keith Lee, you looked at Kevin Owens, you stood them next to each other, you would say, okay, cool, what's so special about you? In Kevin Owens' case, you put a mic in his hand, you're like, oh, I get it. In, in Keith Lee's sense, you put him in the ring, and he can drop down, do all of these things. You can put, you can put him in the Cruiserweight tournament, right? And he would move just okay. as, as much as the High Flyers. And, and, and did wow. you see what? And then, yet at the same time, did you see what he did to Adam Cole in NXT? Adam Cole tries to do a run in, and Keith Lee. Which uh, let me let me see if I could get this for you because I think this is All worth right. showing on the video version of the podcast. Um, but he basically just launches Adam Cole. He was supposed to launch him in, into the front row. He pretty much launched him into the nosebleeds. It was pretty damn ridiculous. All right, <laughs> here let's let's cut to this on on, on the video version right now. So here, here, here you go right here. Boom. Just launches him <laughs> just into uh, the front. Now, here's the funny okay, part. Cool. I won't name her specifically, but you see this girl right here in the pink in the front there? Oh, yeah. So so uh, I'm actually, I actually know her. <laughs> She's one of the workers here in Florida. And uh, so I messaged her and I was like, I won't use her name, but I said, hey, were you supposed to catch him? And she's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Did you see me? Did you see me? Nope." Or, or no, I said, "I said my girl," uh, and I used her name. My my girl nope the hell out of the way, and she goes, <laughs> "As soon as I saw him coming, I ducked." <laughs> so just, wow. to, just to show it one more time, like, yeah, she does nothing to help. She just ducks. She just ducks down. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Oh man. Uh, and then of course, you know, as you know, on our Instagram, I like to make memes. 
And so, yes, the chat says he yeeted him. Yeet. <laughs> so, so, so uh, he's a slightly more charismatic Apollo Creed. Anyway, as, as I was saying, I made that into a meme. Me when I see someone trying to take the last piece of turkey. So, and he launched himself. Like <laughs> no, Brandon, I know you're trying to be funny, but fucking Apollo what? Creed is a completely different category than Keith Lee. Like, literally, the only thing they have in common is skin color. Is that the joke you're trying to make? Because no, Keith Lee no, is I'm completely not. different. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to rant on your ass because Keith Lee is a completely <laughs> different athlete than Apollo, uh, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is, is a hell of an athlete, can move, uh, but he's built. And Keith Lee is, does not look like a man who should move the way he does. Does not look like that. Keith Lee looks like he could be battling bohemians like, like Braun Strowman, yet he can move like a cruiserweight. Like, come on now. Don't even, don't even do that. Don't even put them in the same category. Ugh. This is exciting. I guess we gotta oh, get excited so for here, so, so let's talk about something that I mentioned last yeah. on last week's episode. Remember I talked about the limp handshake that Shannon Moore gave me? Oh, yeah, yeah. And we talked about, like, I was told, the workers told me, like, hey, that means that, you know, you know, he's he, not going to stiff you. Yeah, he's not going to stiff me. So, okay, we also talked about, like, oh, is that is that something they just told me, or is that actually a thing? I'll be damned if I didn't watch the Broken Skull Sessions, Stone Cold interviewing The Undertaker. And The Undertaker's talking about coming up and training, which, by the way, if you haven't, if you're a wrestling fan, and you haven't seen the Broken Skull Sessions with The Undertaker, please watch it. You'll see why he is arguably one of the greatest in the business. The Undertaker is intimidated and respected, and I tweeted this out. We've always thought that, but I never realized how damn charming the guy is. Mm. Like, literally, he, he engages in stories, he laughs, he's a good old boy, he's from Texas. And, man, like, I was just shocked. I was just shocked at how good The Undertaker was. Um, hold on, my, my camera here is... Doing some walkiness. Doing some walkiness. So let's calm it down. Okay, baby girl. <laughs> you just gotta... That's okay. a little bit. Yeah, but anyway, there we go. It's good now. All right, so to get back into it, The Undertaker talks about not being smartened up to the business. He shows up, uh, Buzz Sawyer, Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, um, offered to train him, and he and eight other guys show, uh, show up to his house. Buzz Sawyer, uh, Buzz Sawyer opens up the door. He's butt-ass naked. He said, what the hell y'all want? And then... Uh, <laughs> And then, uh, didn't, like real, didn't realize Sounds like Motley Cruz. Right? <laughs> yeah, Motley Cruz trained The Undertaker. If you know who Motley Cruz is, look that up. What y'all doing here, boy? I don't care where it is. Squared circle or not. Um, Motley Cruz, if you were out there, please, we want to interview you and Jeff, jump yeah. in Jeff Farmer for this podcast. That is my goal. I can end the podcast after we do that. So. And he says, what do you want? And, uh, you know, didn't realize he told these guys to come to his house. So he goes, uh, Undertaker starts talking about, like, I didn't understand, you know, I, I was really green. I didn't understand anything. Uh, you know, he gave me the limp fish. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> this guy was supposed to, you know, like, he's supposed to be this big, tough guy, legitimately yeah. tough guy. And he gives me this really limp handshake. He's like, I didn't understand. He's like, he gives me the worker's handshake. He's like, I didn't understand it. That's all he says. He's like, the worker's handshake. And I didn't understand it. And I was like, it, it, like, I had this, That's like, it. it was like the moment from the hangover. When he saw the numbers going through his head at the yeah. casino, I was like, wait, he never says what it is, but he says limp fish. And then he says workers handshake. Right. Oh my God. That's what Shannon did to me. Nice. That's what that handshake was the worker handshake. So now you've learned something on this podcast. If nothing else, if you've listened <laughs> to 58 episodes of this podcast and gone, why am I listening to these two? It was to learn about the workers handshake, which is the limp fish. 
Which means right. when you shake somebody's hand, when you shake, I can't, I can't. But when you shake somebody's uh -huh. hand, you don't squeeze. All you do is just touch, and it shows yeah. that you will protect them and you protect their body and the business. I like Sh that. Right. Like it just shows, like I'm not gonna take liberties with you. Yeah. And so if, if Buzz Sawyer was doing that, basically he was saying he's not going to take liberties. But the irony is the Undertaker then talks about Buzz Sawyer stretching him for, like, just months <laughs> on end. But seriously, I, I thought that was cool. Like, honestly, I just thought, like, I remember, like, it was so stupid, but I was watching in my bedroom. And I'm sitting there and I'm, like, popping, like, by myself. I'm like, oh, man, like, like no, that was the handshake. Like, I understand what he's saying. And I'm, like, looking around as if, like, someone's going to back me up on this. And, like, just, just me. <laughs> That's cool. So I wonder, did Shannon get to see any of your stuff before, like any of your work, like any of the stuff you did no, with Shannon, no, no, beforehand? No, no. In all okay. seriousness, to me, that's a sign of Shannon Moore being a professional because program, yeah. uh, Shannon Moore had no idea who I was, and I know that he was confused. Right. And I basically explained, you know, I'm one, I'm gonna, I'm one of the commentators, interviewers here, um, and he still shook my hand like that. You know what I mean? That's cool. Um, yeah. And you got to imagine the guy just showed up to to look at the event, and then all of a sudden he gets booked in a match. So there was a lot of confusion at foot. Which, by the way, again, uh, next Sunday, next Sunday, December eighth, Knockout presents the Beatdown Before Christmas. We actually have the first women's main event, which is actually really cool. Um, nice. A lot of people push for this one, the the women's main event, and they've earned this spot. I'm going to say it on air right now. Labrava and Persia have earned this spot. Uh, if you don't know who I'm talking about, please go to. Facebook search knockout wrestling or any on any social media. Um, these two have had feud of the year. This is great. It's going to be a hardcore match too. So I'm oh, excited for this as a fan. I am excited for this. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um, and then we got a uh, Tony Atlas. We got Tony Atlas coming actually for the event too. Um, I don't know my role yet. Uh, I, I hear they want me to ring announce for sure this time. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't know. Like I've told them, I don't, Think I think it would be weird if I ring announce, interview, and commentate because it's kind of like, why is this guy so over the show? And, and if I'm on the show that much, I might say something stupid yeah, like, yeah. you know, this guy's so tough, you know, <laughs> you know, he's the only guy that could take a bucket of fried chicken through Ethiopia on his back and blah 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 and something about poachers and I don't know. But look, they'll have plenty of time to edit it out though. No, so apparently not. Fine. Apparently <laughs> not. If NWA can't edit it out, how are we getting it edited? <laughs> Dude, that's freaking awesome, man. All this stuff's going down. You're going to be a huge part of the show. You're doing pretty much everything. No, I, it, you're, you're like I a worker almost. So, well, that's what that's why Shannon yeah, shook my hand like that. That's why, that's why he yeah. gave me the limp fish. <laughs> that's going to be, that's our new term on the show. We're going to, we're going to say the limp fish. We're just going to put, we're, so who wants that shirt? Let's have a yeah, shirt with a hand on it. Shirt, it's just going to have a hand on it. and It's going to say the limp fish. Are you one of our limp fishes on the on the podcast? That's the name of our fans, Brandon. We're gonna call our fans the, the limp, limp fish. Limp yeah. Fish. So, uh, Brandon, Sheamus is back. Did you see that? No, I did not see this. Sheamus is back. Sheamus is back with his old look too. He's back with the uh, the spiked up hair. Um, yeah. So he was uh, backstage. There was all red lights, and he was talking about how the guys on SmackDown were uh, were not men anymore. That they're all you know they're all babies. They're all this and that. And it was just in the shadows but you could see the spiked up hair and i was like oh man that's and you hear the music you hear the the beats the beats of the bowery um yeah wrestle mar for three through three i'm gonna say this on air you said you can't shake hands so i don't qualify <laughs> no you qualify more than yeah. other people shaking hands is a mental thing okay 
You right. are here. You're the only one that's here 7 a.m. to watch our podcast sometimes because you live in California. Sometimes we do, do the podcast at 10 a.m. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care that you physically can't shake my hand. Mentally, <sighs> you've shaken my hand many times, and I feel that respect from you, and I respect you right back, okay? So that's for Brandon's biggest fan right there. I don't want you to yeah. down yourself ever. You talk about Thanksgiving. You talk about being grateful, which happy Thanksgiving to everybody, by the way. But I am grateful right. for fans like you who have supported us from the beginning on our podcast when we, nobody right. was watching, when nobody was listening, when nobody liked Brandon. But well, then again, that, yeah, that, that's the out. one constant of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one constant throughout. The, the real question is, is, is with Russell Marvel <laughs> is, uh, would you have your way with me or, or stiff me? He's not gonna be the lip fish. Did you just ask this man if he would sexually manhandle you? <laughs> no, I mean, would you on air, everyone? Brandon has just asked him, "Would you have your way with me?" <laughs> he wants to know I if you bet, find him attractive. I've been in the wrestling sense. I don't. I, I, that's not what I heard. That's not what I heard. <laughs> he says, "STFU, Brandon." <laughs> there you go. He stiffed me hard. Wow, he stiffed him as he, he had his way me. with your body. Any, do we want to talk about anything else? Actually, one more thing to talk about. We didn't even get into this. This is this is a good thing to talk about. It'll segue us. Uh, so what about at Survivor Series, AJ Styles getting the CM Punk chat from the Chicago crowd? Oh, that was dirty. What's that Yeah, about? like AJ Styles. AJ Styles got the CM Punk chat. And then he goes, I would have, I would bought the floor with him. <laughs> he goes, if he came back, I would bought the floor with him. And you know, I would, I would, I would kick that mother lover's ass. Yeah. How you feel about the mother lover stuff? Because I, a I, lot of people I don't like, like it. They don't like it. Why not? You don't That's like awesome. It. What if a mother lover gives you the limp fish, Brandon? Oh, I'm all about that. What if he big leagues you with the limp fish? <laughs> we're, we're gonna tie all of our terms in together. Huh? <laughs> if you've listened from the beginning of this podcast, you understand what we're talking about. If not, you need to go back and listen, brother, brother. Um. <laughs> So yeah, what if what if what if he big leagues you with the limp fish, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, what does that mean? If you get big leagued and limp fished at the same time, like is that like extra bad? No, I wonder. because one's positive and one's negative, so does yeah. it cancel out? So does it cancel out? Yeah, so it's neutral. But anyway, I guess that leads us to talking about CM Punk at Seth Rollins because that WWE backstage uh, stuff was great, but it's also leading to what seems like a Seth Rollins heel turn. How are you feeling about that? Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. I think he needs it. I mean, he's you know he's had a, he had a good run. I, I suppose as good as it, you know. We got we, do with it. we got some people who can fill that babyface role. Like you put yeah, you slot absolutely. Ricochet. You slot Ricochet yeah. right into the Seth Rollins role, and yeah. Seth Rollins feud with him, and like you have like a just a long term storyline there. And exactly. uh, Seth Rollins had his year. Yeah. Like as much as people want to you know want to say, well, you know, Seth Rollins got bad at the end. Seth Rollins was he won the Rumble. He beat Brock Lesnar clean twice. Like the he did, fans were behind. He him did good. Like yeah, he was yeah. he was good at uh, at one point. And I think WWE. I think the the smartest thing they can do is feel the pulse of the crowd and not keep him babyface too long. Turn him back heel because it'll just help him in his long in the long term. Yeah. Um, and this was great stuff when he was saying. I put the company on my back, and I won. And I, you know, I won in Survivor Series, but you all suck. And I was like, like <laughs> Seth Rollins, 2015, was the best Seth Rollins. 
I mean, every time Yo. I do a Seth Rollins impression on the podcast, I'm doing the heel Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's to tell you which one I feel is the best. John, come fight me, John. <laughs> uh, then maybe we'll get the Jesus attire back. Yeah. Look, as long as this leads to him and Punk or even AJ, it's some weird combination. I'm all, I'm all for it, man. This should be good. Right. And you know, Brandon, again, before we go off air, uh, we didn't talk about any AEW, so let's save the best for last. Let's talk about some <laughs> AEW, all right? Um, right. We, let's talk about uh, the episode thumbnail, actually. Let's throw this on air right here. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, Dude, this the, is probably one of the greatest debuts in professional wrestling history. So what are we feeling about the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny? How'd you feel Dude, about this, Brandon? Oh man, this is fantastic! Especially, I I want to say it was the butcher that had the the stash and the monocle. If I if I'm getting mixed no up, one, whoever no one had a stash and a monocle, Brandon. Yeah, you're, you're mixing you're had. mixing up the butcher with the Monopoly man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, man. What are you talking about? Look, came out no, the... there is the picture right there. I'm throwing it up on the screen again. If you're not watching the video version, <laughs> YouTube.com/slash Kenny for your thoughts. You, there is the butcher right there. There is no monocle in his eye. It fell out. I'm telling you, when the dude came out, homeboy had a monocle oh, and the stash. He was straight up Monopoly man, and it was badass. And I was like, that, my friend, is a wrestling character. Oh. It was awesome. Brandon, no, wait. Brandon it's, was half asleep, the... first of all, watching <laughs> AEW Dynamite. I don't, yeah, I don't think you so should I believe anything that he says. Hey, Brandon's not even a team player. We all played FIFA Thanksgiving morning, and Brandon was the, <laughs> Brandon was the lip fish of the team. I was living fish and everybody out there. It was great. All right, Brandon. All right, cool. Here. Now, well, this will be our don't sleep on it segment of the week right okay. here. I'm going to ask you a couple questions really fast. Uh-oh. Yeah, and look. Yes, the chat is saying Brandon must be sexualizing the Monopoly man. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Well, Brandon, we're going to ask you some AEW, some random AEW trivia. You're going to answer as quickly as possible. Are you ready oh, for this? crap. <laughs> no. Are you Let's ready? Go. Let's do it. Here we go. Don't right. sleep on Brandon's answers. Here we go. Who's the right. oldest champion in AEW history? Chris Jericho. Who's the youngest champion in AEW history? Chris Jericho. Who is the longest reigning heavyweight champion in AEW history? Chris Jericho. Who is the tallest AEW champion in history? Chris Jericho. Who's the only champion in AEW history to be born in Canada? Chris Jericho. You got it, Brandon. The Woo! champion. Yes. That's right, baby. <laughs> Brandon, you know, Brandon, you I wrote that since like double or nothing uh, on like a note to like do that, and I never, I never did that, and so I just uh, saw crazy. it. I just saw it, and I was just like, "Fuck it, let's do it now." Nice. This is a perfect time. It was brilliant for it. All spontaneous, brother, brother. Here, let me give you the limp fish. Come here, Brandon. <laughs> give me the limp fish here. Dude, we're making that. I'm making that shirt right after we go on off air. All right? right, so go look for it on Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm serious. I'm so serious. Go to prowrestlingtees.com/slash Kenny for your thoughts. It's about damn time we had a new design. All right, all right. Don't give fish. me the give me the limp fish. Get one of our t-shirts. All right, all right, guys. How about the Jericho's bubbly sales? Um, the bubbly. That, first of all, that segment on AEW Dynamite was like the best. Like <laughs> Chris Jericho. Uh, poor Jack Swagger, not Jack Swagger, Jake, Jake Hager. Uh, and that goat, that goat was not cooperating. It was like Brandon trying to be dragged to church because <laughs> he was not having it. He was not having couldn't it. Do it. He couldn't do it. That goat did not want to be it. there. That goat did not want to be there. 
but it's okay. It was it was ultimately okay. Uh, it still was a great segment. Uh, I think you know, uh, as much as I have heat with uh, Santana and Ortiz, you know, Santana <laughs> doesn't like me. No, Santana, Santana. If you don't if if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back a couple episodes. Santana and I have heat because, oh, no. because he, he bashed me on social media. I don't understand why. I don't even remember why, Brandon. He, you know, I tried. To, I, I went to shake his hand, and he, and he grabbed and he grasped my hand as hard as humanly possible. And it <laughs> you was know really, what you did? Yeah. You slipped in that exploding Clinton right on his turn. Did you just say it. exploding Clinton? As in like <laughs> clit? Like why do you have to make everything derogatory? <laughs> you can't. Even, you can't even say kitten right. No, run that back. <laughs> I, I watched this episode back afterwards. You said exploding Clinton. Or were you trying to say Clinton? Huh? <laughs> Epstein didn't kill himself. Yeah, Jeffrey he didn't. Epstein didn't kill himself. But didn't anyway. Clinton's running again. <laughs> Mark my words. I don't even know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, Santana Ortiz. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, even though I got heat with Santana, when they started coming out, and I'm not Hispanic, but I understand, like, I have enough Hispanic friends that this was hilarious. When they started, oh, yeah. when they brought up the chancla, the chancletas, and, uh, you know, talking about, like, every Puerto Rican mother has one of these, you know, basically to hit their kid if, you don't, if you're not Spanish and don't know or Puerto Rican and don't know what we're talking about. Uh, they stole that segment. And then they were like, a little bit of the 40. And they had, like, a 40 <laughs> ounce. Uh, dude, they stole that segment. But then also the standee with, uh, with uh, the Spanish god himself. <laughs> right. Sammy Guevara and Chris Guevara. Jericho. Uh, that was really funny. Brandon, we need to stand like that. We need to start selling a standee like that. Here, Brandon, Brandon, reach over. Give me a hug. It's, uh, is this it? Wait, the other way. I reach the other way. Uh, how's that? <laughs> uh, look at that. All right, anyway, for those of you listening in Audio Land, we, <laughs> we, we just attempted an on camera hug. That's all that was. Yeah. All right, guys, but I did want to thank you, Brandon. Anything before we go off air, before I, I let these people go back to their normal lives to watching their, their foosball on this Sunday yeah. afternoon. Hey, enjoy your foosball. The Bucks probably aren't going to make the playoffs. Wow. But you know what? What else is new? <laughs> what I got? This just in. AEW <laughs> is being investigated by the Maryland State Commission for their oh, no. for their <laughs> hardcore match between uh john moxley and Ke kenny oh, omega it's not. is this legit yeah it, this is legit an old wcw announcer which fuck him let me say that on air uh basically uh launched the investigation or tipped them uh gave the tip to launch the investigation and it was stupid so w the maryland state commission has determined that the match was legal and sanctioned however <laughs> it just went on too long uh, is that what it was? <laughs> oh, wow. by the no, by the way, that's oh, wow. no, they're legitimately investigating it. That's that uh, is a legitimate thing. That is not what happened. What happened to me? I just suddenly turned like a shade of like blue <laughs> on camera. Inconsistent, inconsistent lighting, brother, brother. Uh, but anyway, thank you for listening to episode fifty-eight of the Kenny for Thoughts podcast. Uh, if you're listening in Audio Land, please go watch the. YouTube version, youtube.com slash Kenny for your thoughts. We, we take, we put a lot of time into the video version. So please, please support us there. Go at least go subscribe to our YouTube so that we can get over a thousand subscribers and then we can get a little a couple cents every time you watch this. And then maybe Brandon will finally have some sense in his life. Um, <laughs> some common sense. Uh, follow us on social media, Twitter, at uh, twitter.com slash Kenny podcast, Instagram and Facebook at a Kenny for thoughts podcast. 
The audio versions are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're available there. Brandon, anything you want right, to... Hello needs to stop milking his Thanksgiving week vacation, all right? It's time to get back to work. Wow, is that what it is? He just called That's in sick? That's what it is. Oh, he just called sick to take an extra turkey so day. We know Bahamas, what's going on. Man. Come on, Morrow. We all do it. <laughs> Not no. fooling anybody. Speaking of which, before we go off air, can we talk about the fact that I showed up at Brandon's work, won't say where it was, but Brandon was leaving. <laughs> I was with my sister, and Brandon was leaving. And, uh... I see him walking towards his car, all right? So I see him walking towards his car, and I, I call him. And Brandon doesn't pick up his phone. He just gets in the car, and he drives off. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm going to read these to you, right? So he just texts. He goes, what's up? And I go, hi, blue shirt. I'm, I'm, I say stuff so that he knows uh, that I, I saw him, which he's wearing the same shirt that he wore the other day. So that's disgusting no, because he doesn't do laundry. No, he doesn't do laundry. Shirt. He says, I say, hi, blue shirt man who ignored my call as he walked to his car. I was calling with friendship. My call was denied, but I'll pray for you. <laughs> he goes, wow, I didn't see you. I even looked around. I, and, and again, I saw that he didn't look around. I saw him, I sit, did, I I saw him sit in his car and just drive off. And I say, you can lie to me, but Santa is always watching. And then what do I get? The dreaded <laughs> I'm driving text. You get, oh, wait. Oh, look, you can't even see it on air. It's see-through. Yes. But uh, I was I driving, the, mate. I get the dreaded <laughs> I'm driving text. Where is it? It there it is. I'm driving sent from my car. And then I said, wow. And he says he has the nerve to call me creepy. He has the nerve to call me creepy. So He's watching this, me. This, that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff. I, I, I was at your work. Just so happened to be at work. I saw you walk out. So I called you to be like to say what's up. Uh, okay. that's the problem, yeah, that's like... the problem with 2019 <laughs> and people like people say things are creepy as opposed to like I don't know I happen to be in the same place as you were and I wanted to say hi yeah. because I thought that's what friends do <laughs> but, but, yeah I, I, I like saw it and I like looked and I was like alright if he's calling me now then either he's like right behind me or something or like he was like calling to like tell me about something like a video game or something yeah, like Brandon that. Brandon expects calls from me only so, if I'm right next to him. So, yeah, or so at calling, that time of the day, right? If I'm so, calling to tell him to go listen to Poppy. Yeah, Pop, exactly. I'm like, Poppy. oh, go check check out this Poppy video or something. And so I, <laughs> I was right getting in my car. And I was like, oh, you know, what? I'll just I'll just call him back as soon as I get get home. Uh, I'll hit him by back. the way, I, I'm obsessed with Poppy. By the way, now her music so. Uh, NXT has has ruined me because they introduced me to Poppy. So, <laughs> that promo, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's like 15 seconds long, and it's just her going, "I'm Poppy," and then it's just Poppy at NXT. She's like, "Ooh, NXT," and then she just stares at the camera, and then she goes, "I'm Poppy," and it's 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 a 15 seconds. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. Oh, right. it, it's it's like a greatest a greater wrestling promo than half the roster. But anyway, let's go off air, Brandon. We're talking too long here, brother. Get out of here, brother. All right, everyone, have a good weekend, and uh, we'll be back at a normal time Thursday, maybe. I'll let you know. <laughs> Merry Christmas. For... We're not doing an episode till Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Just According in case. To... Brandon's not going to be on until Christmas. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna take advantage, take a take his time off. I would take the Ronaldo. He's gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I don't endorse you calling it a Ronaldo. <laughs> 
but anyway, he's going to take time off till Christmas. It'll just be me ranting, brother, brother. All right, guys. So thank you for listening to episode 58. Have a good day. Peace. Right.